0: What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game.
1: Huge day. This is, I have a feeling this is going to be one of our biggest podcasts of the year. This is like, we just have so much stuff to talk about. But an important thing to know is we have two major, major guys on the pod today. Pozio makes his return.
2: are you, hiatus, gentlemen.
1: No long hiatus and Peter Camiso. So two oh, two oh. important guys we got here, and we're gonna open up with uh Frankie Lindor coming to the Mets big trade. You get Frankie Lindor and Cookie Carrasco. So uh just go right into it, Mets fans. How you guys feel? Uh
2: I guess I'll start. Hmm. Yesterday was the best day, the second best day of my Met life, besides the day that they beat the They swept the Cubs in 2015, uh, when they swept the Cubs in 2015. This was the best day in my Met fan life. Because not only we got the rock star that the Mets desperately needed in Francisco Lindor, but we also got... What is that? What is that, Jake?
3: No, don't worry. Finish, Pa. I don't want to ruin your (laughs) your big... Uh,
2: But we also got... Stud pitcher
4: in Cookie Stunned. Carrasco, a guy who everybody uh, has
2: to... Stud is a strong word. Stud was
1: strong. strong. I'm a, I'm a Carrasco fan. Stud's a stretch. Okay, Mike. Yeah, he's a stud. Carrasco used leukemia, and he
2: pulled up. Well, let's look at his numbers. I'm pulling up his numbers right
1: now. You didn't have your numbers in he, front to begin with. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what? Have been, where, what have you been where's, doing where's
4: the last two days? Where's Baseball Reference? Yeah, come on. Oh,
2: Carrasco beats leukemia. And puts up
4: a. Take your time. And it's, it's like a two. He has like a two eight up nine, two nine or whatever. Ninety all right. Yeah, here here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and how many innings pitched is that? How many games played? Okay, it's still.
2: It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't was an answer. That wasn't an <laughs> answer. <laughs> he, up, he pitched twelve games, which. It, hmm. Listen, average starter. What does he start? Thirty games a year. Basically. A year? So, pitched half a season, put up those numbers.
5: I'll take that. I'll. Take so, that. And the, the two the, years before he had cancer, he had five-plus war seasons back-to-back. But the AL wins in 2017.
4: Mike, my, my, my thing isn't the games played, it's the innings pitched, and especially coming off a season. He only had 68 innings pitched. I mean, that's not a lot. That's like the average reliever season, right? I, I mean – I don't think Garrett that's Cole enough. Derek Cole only
5: had five more innings pitched last year. Uh,
4: yeah, mm-hmm. he also had a. He also had some high leverage games towards the end of the season.
5: I, I'm just saying, you're talking about innings. <laughs> he only had five more, and he's arguably. Yeah, he, he those player. five
4: more were some were five big ones in the in Game Five of the uh, ALDS. No, that's his regular season. Because yeah,
5: but your point isn't being made when a five inning pitch, five innings is not a big difference.
1: And that's they that's were equally—they
5: yeah. were pretty much equally as good in those seventy-ish
4: innings last year. This we'll we'll isn't, see what happens we, the full season. This
1: isn't to diminish Carrasco. I really think people are overlooking him. I think that that's a really good piece. I said this off air. I said for the guys you gave up, I think it's Rosario, Jimenez, and then we are the two prospects? Wolf. Hey, Wolf,
2: Wolf, and somebody else. It was what your number Wolf.
1: eight at the prospect?
4: I still not to cut you off, I gave think. Bates. We gave up
1: Bates. All right, thank you, Steve.
4: Uh, look who decides to show up. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's back. he's I, back on the road.
3: I think this trade was highway robbery. Like, no, like, I, I mean, as much as, like, oh. we're joking around, whatever like, about Carrasco, Lindor is obviously probably, what, top three, if arguably the best shortstop in the league. Definitely um, top three in the
1: conversation for top two. Top uh, Tatis top is better. And he's not, too.
3: And so, no okay, well, that's – Tatis is very good, but that's not the okay, point. Okay, so. if
1: Tatis was in a mess jersey, Lindor would be better. What's your point?
4: That's not true. That's not true.
3: Just not. No, stop, not can stop. you give me a minute to thank you? What I was trying <laughs> to get at is that this is a very good trade for them, and not only because of that, once they get Syndergaard back, they're going to have Carrasco as probably their fourth starter, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh,
2: he might be the three. Uh, you know, honestly, so uh, – Oh, okay. no. You'll have Zagrom as your one. Then you have Syndergaard as your two. Cindergaard's a question but He's really not coming a back, back
1: too. For a while. Carrasco.
4: Yeah, when, when is Cindergaard coming back?
1: June, June. June. Here's my thi- it's, thing. Here's my thing with it's, Carrasco. Uh, I'm,
4: sorry. I'm sorry, little one.
2: Quick thing. Sure. The June, his timeline for June. It's not as bad as it looks because it looks like the season's gonna start in May. All
1: right. So my thing with Carrasco is right. I think it's actually a huge part of the trade because I feel like every year Mets relievers just just get hurt. And, and like they, they don't, something happens. Last year, I think Stroman ended up opting out. Syndergaard got hurt, right? You just like feel like you lose pitchers every year. So having Carrasco, at worst, he's your four. At best, he's a possible two to three guy that kind of adds some stability to that rotation. That's pretty big. And that's add to the fact that I think. This trade without Carrasco for the guys you gave up is a fair trade for Lindor. I think you just you everyone that's in that package okay. just trade for Lindor. You're satisfied. The fact you get Carrasco on top of that, you got to be ecstatic.
2: It does hurt to see Jimenez go because I really like that kid. But
1: yeah, when he missed I the the tag he- on I think Gio Urshela, that was really <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs>
2: he's no Francisco Lindor though. Yeah, fair but- enough. The thing, though, is with the Ahmed Rosario being dealt in that trade, it really makes me believe that Springer is going to be a man because the Mets have always been experimenting with Rosario in center field because they knew Diego Maruchio, the top prospect in the system, and Jimenez coming up to be their middle infield for the future. So you always see Rosario in center field. Now that I he's thought there was- and there's a huge hole in center field.
1: Get can throw in there. I was gonna, Mano, yeah. I was
2: good. John and I were talking about this earlier today. Nemo's not really a center. He's not a center fielder. He's better off in the corners.
4: What about McNeil? McNeil's not a center fielder.
2: He's in the corners. I thought the, the thing, thing was don't like have a fielder.
1: now that Cano is suspended, you want to get McNeil at second because that's his best position.
2: Oh, um.
6: Definitely.
1: Yeah, the thing the thing I'm worried but, about with Springer is I just I think I sent you guys that the other day. He wants like 170 million, and there's the report from Andy Martino, who does reporting for SMY, saying the Mets want to stay five to 10 million under the luxury tax. Maybe not looking to get Bauer or Springer and going more for a reliever I, like Brad Hand, Liam Hendricks. I,
4: the other I, the other key to this whole thing is, you know, Lindor's a free agent after the season. If you want to extend him three to four more years, you know, you're gonna have to. Count that into your payroll. So there, there are two
2: things I'm going to say. Two things I'm going to say. The first thing I'm saying is the 175 million dollar number that Springer threw out yesterday. It's a PR stunt. They, his team, sees that the Mets are being aggressive. His team sees that the Mets want to win now. So why wouldn't they are trying to milk as much money as they can? I can see Springer getting 140, maybe 150.
1: You don't think a team's gonna offer him 170? I mean, he's not. No. I wouldn't, but he's
4: not terrible.
1: He's no, a pretty solid. He's, I, he's too old to
4: I mean, it
2: depends what he's looking for. Is he looking for money or is he looking for years? I could so, see him
4: getting 30 over four. So I don't
2: know. 30? I don't
4: see
2: him getting 30. I'll I see him in the 25 to 27 range. <laughs>
4: Twenty-five over four, that's it. That's all you said? it'd be
1: like five or six at that point. Yeah, I was I
2: gonna say more right. years at that point. I was my initial deal I threw out there was twenty-five for
1: five. But John, John Frankie, you had a point you wanted to make? Yeah. I think Poe cut you off a little bit no?
3: Which one I think Paul already said it, the thing about Springer that we were saying. We uh, were trying to think about the years. I mean, I don't know. No, I was I was actually talking I was referring to the uh Lindor thing that he said, or I think Peter said it. He was like, um, like you know, his he's a free agent next year, so they might resign him. I don't think – I think that the reason why, I mean, they did this trade to get him. Lindor's only 27. I think that's going to be their shortstop for a while. I don't think it's going to be a four-year deal. I think they would – I mean, at least, like, if – I i would rather lock up Lindor and get – you know, have your shortstop, have your rock in your infield for eight years. I, th- I think he's going to get, a like, a big, big contract. And I was telling Poe before, too, I could see them possibly doing, like – what the Dodgers did with Mookie Betts, like not waiting until the offseason, finding him, you know, a little bit into the season, and I can see him getting his contract for like midsummer.
1: So that's the other thing. Next I year did. is a yeah, huge. Go. uh yeah, I'm not let you go, Peter. Next year's a huge shortstop free agent market. I You have Seager, Story, Correa, and possibly Lindor too. If you, if you I guys do don't sign it. him, right? Yeah. So my question, to you guys, be are you good with? re-signing Lindor or is there any one of those guys oh, that you no, know that hands down
2: bad. all right sorry that I didn't let you finish it hands down I want Lindor in blue and orange for the next eight years I, I'm, right, sorry, for- I'm so excited about this I again not many good things happen with the Mets this is one of the few instances where you know the Mets I'm proud to be a Mets fan like there's life in Queens again
4: Here, here's here's the thing uh This is not a Mookie Betts situation, and that's simply because Mookie Betts is a much better player, especially at a position where he can play pretty much every outfield spot if you really need him to. Uh, You know, anyone who's watching the World Series. Yeah, yeah, he plays second base too. Anyone watching the World Series can tell you that he is an absolute animal. So I I don't think he's going to get the same mega, mega deal like, you know, Mookie does.
3: I don't see him getting the same money either. I mean, like like I could see them re-signing him and like, you know, holding him on for like the long term, making you know, doing it earlier. Cause I mean, you are right too. I I think they do have I mean, well, you know, it's crazy how much stuff's going on because now they're in they're saying there's possibly um a trade that the Mets are trying to make for uh, Chris Bryant. So I mean, I don't really know who would be a part of that. I'm maybe J D Davis, maybe more prospects. I don't know if it's one of your outfielders. Like that's why it'd I guess-
4: probably be they yeah, keep going.
3: No, I was just gonna say like I don't know like you really don't know what would be a part of that deal is what I'm trying to say. Like, uh,
2: I think it would I'm probably going be JD for you. So, the Mets' best prospect in the system right now, Ronnie Maruccio, is a shortstop. Now, I don't think I would trade Maruccio for Bryant simply because I don't love Bryant that much as a player. However, with Lindor on the team,
1: can Maruccio play anywhere else, or it's just he's a shortstop?
2: I guess second, but why do you need him at second? Unless you want to move McNeil to third and then Marucho a second, but I feel like you can get better value for him at, I don't know, maybe another another starter or an outfield or a big-time bat in the outfield. I think there is more value there than having him play second base.
1: I mean, look, I mean, the Yankees, Gleyber Torres was a shortstop. They moved him to second base. He ended up being better at second base than shortstop. So, I mean, you have no idea. Sometimes those moves work out.
4: Uh, I want to go back to uh, something I think Lou touched on a little bit with the the big shortstop free agency next year. I think I'm taking Corey Seager, and you know you can disagree with me. Corey Seager is an absolute beast I, in my opinion. I'm taking him as a lefty. I know Lindor's a switch, but I, I like Corey Seager more than I do Lindor right now.
1: My one worry with that is that you're not even going to get the opportunity if the if the Dodgers just go, we're not letting this guy go. I mean, if he the way he played in the World Series, if he does anything similar to that this year, it'd be very tough for the Dodgers to just let him walk, unless like he's asking for crazy money.
3: Still at that point, I think right now the Dodgers are not the frontrunner, but they're even talking about DJ LeMayo. I think right now money is not a concern for that team at all.
1: Well I'm not sure I listened to Jeff Passon. Jeff Passan said he's not sure the Dodgers are going to be willing to match like uh, the the four to five years that that DJ might get, I think he said they're more of like they're trying to tempt DJ with like a ring. Come here at a discount, trying we'll get you a ring and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was one of the things I was kind of happy about. This is that the Mets were one of the not front runners, but they were in the running to get DJ Lemayhu, and now it's going to be tough because uh, I don't know. Right now, your infield's probably Lindor, short, Alonzo first, and I think McNeil second, JD Davis third.
4: Mm-hmm. also gonna... de- uh, also depends on if you know what happens with the dh role if we, if
1: hmm.
4: if you're not going with the dh for both leagues then i think you have to consider dominic smith in first place
1: that's true but like i i do think this this kind of takes the Mets a little bit out of the running for dj lemehu and that kind of leaves it back to the Yankees versus the blue jays and the dodgers uh i don't know if the dodgers are willing to give him the money that i think dj is eventually going to get. So it might come down to Blue Jays and Yankees. I think the Yankees are smart enough to realize that not only should they not let DJ go, they shouldn't let him go to a team in their own division. Agreed with that.
3: The DJ, I mean, uh, the Blue Jays are also in contention for uh, Springer, I think.
1: And, and Bauer. They're like, I think that's what Jeff Passon said. Like, they're in contention for all the all the guys. i They're not a big, like, payroll team. So I have no idea how that's going to work out with any of them.
4: I, th- I think Bauer's going to the West Coast. That's just me seems I like, angels, like angels, I,
1: angels, right? Everyone thinks said, he's going to I dangerous. hope it's
4: the angels. Yeah, it's I think funny. the
3: Padres are still in contention, and that to me is still insane. That's terrifying.
1: That's, that's really tough. This
2: guy's weird though. He can be talking all, all of this and all of that, and end yeah, up going but, to the oh, oh, I it. mean,
1: look, he was wearing a Yankees hat. Is there like people don't even think? Like, I feel no. like I never hear the Yankees in talks. That's what I'm not liking about it right now because
3: he's making it into like a publicity stunt, like this whole free agent thing. But that's besides the point. I'm that's just who he is.
2: I remember he yeah, that. He is. You don't
3: know about Bauer. He's weird. I mean, it's very, very unlikely that he's gonna pitch the same way that he did last year because he was incredible. Even if he's a sub three ERA pitcher with Snell and who they just got Clevenger from Darvish. Yeah God. they have so they have so many young I, I don't know the Padres are gonna be very is sick. it
1: is it wrong to say no. that when that team's healthy when Clevenger's healthy that's the best rotation in baseball because if N- if the Nelson LeMay is your four I love the Nelson LeMay I think he's one of the best underrated yeah. in
4: the game. I, I I gotta agree with that. Lemay LeMay is dirty. And Chris Paddock's I your five he had a
1: down year but his 2019 would, was amazing
4: yeah, Paddock's
2: awesome too. That's
3: so. scary. And, Chris, so, that, that and Mackenzie excited. Gore is your
1: one of the best pitching prospects. You didn't give him up yet, so he's still, he's yeah, still, he's still in there in their farm system. That's just terrifying. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I yep, agree. The, the thing with Bauer is now he's been an inconsistent pitcher. To say that he had obviously a phenomenal year last year. 2019 was and wasn't anything great. It was actually pretty bad, but he had what was it? A very good year in. 2018.
3: Here
4: it is. Pull up the numbers, baby. <laughs>
1: Baseballreference.com. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, 2018 he had a 2-2-1. I mean, that he was an all-star.
2: And but 2019 posted a 4-4-8 in hmm. Cleveland and then a 3-7-9 in uh, Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, so. but that's like, so I guess Harry, he finished the year better in Cincinnati. So, and then he did, he pitched well in Cincinnati. So you hope he figured it out. He's big on like those, like the pitching cameras and like he'll analyze his YouTube videos. I think he's really, I, so, well, for everything you can yeah, that, say about Bauer that's negative, I don't think you could say like he's, he's really good at like working on his craft and like working hard to be a good guy. Nah,
3: I, li- I, I one like attitude. Oh. It's just, he's like, I don't know. I feel like, just now with like all these, like now he's starting to get a little carried away. Like, yeah, I saw him post on his YouTube thing a couple weeks ago. And like, he was wearing like a Mets hat and then like a Yankees hat stacked on top and like, an yeah. fan, and like a bunch of hats. <laughs> and me, like an idiot, I read the thing and it's like, um, find like my top four choices or whatever. So I'm ready. I'm like, oh my God, this, this guy's about to announce it. I click on the video and he's like, make sure to go vote for me for a fan poll. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Is this? this guy's click I mean, dating all- me. I'm like, oh my God. Uh,
4: I'm a, I'm the biggest Trevor Bauer fan in the world, so I, I I actually do like what he's doing on YouTube and all that stuff.
5: It's very entertaining. Like,
4: so, not, not only not only that, I think what he did, especially during the season, if like if you guys were watching like the the in season blogs and all that stuff, okay. it's very interesting.
2: So um, the thing about Bauer is that his as was saying his workout program is insane like he designed it all himself like he went to ucla he got some sick degree in some crazy science and he he designs his whole program around spin rate and rotation which is he's like the best metric numbers in baseball i know pete's big on this stuff so by logic with those numbers it's going to be hard for hitters to hit just, as, so. as,
3: a, as a Mets fan, you would rather you would rather Springer, or you would rather Bauer, if you had to pick between one of them.
5: At this right. point, I would take Springer.
1: That's the thing. Like Bauer's the better player, I think the more appealing free agent. But like, you're kind of not that you're good on starting pitching, but like. You don't need a top-tier starting pitcher as much as you need. There's, like, a gap in your yeah. outfield right now. It's, There's it's, a strong gap in your outfield right now. It's, I would be much, much
5: more happy with, like, Springer and, like, a James Paxton or somebody like that than a – You Jesse do
1: Brown, not Jr. want Paxton. And you don't want outfield. Paxton. Let's You take, don't want take Paxton. Take that back right guess, now.
3: Yes, <laughs> you guys. Paxton is very good. And I'm not even just – I'm being serious. I like Paxton. Like, he-
5: healthy Paxton is healthy very Paxton. good. I'll
1: give you that. Exactly. Healthy. And
5: you're signing him to be your fifth maybe? That's yeah. true. Or
4: left any, any, any i will take a
5: team. risk on that. Him yeah. or Tanaka I would love either of those guys.
4: Mm-hmm. Tanaka's a beast.
2: Listen,
1: you want? I, 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 I
5: want Tanaka to come New back York so,
1: York so much. Yeah.
2: You want to talk about awful left-handed New York pitchers? I would trade Stephen Matz for <laughs> a bucket of balls and a bag of seeds and maybe some uh, big league chill.
1: Wait, but... I think it- she goaded, so I don't know I don't if think- I was there. Take nah, that you're try. being too harsh on
2: him.
3: <laughs> he's not in the uh, rotation no more, right? Now he's in the pen for you guys?
2: Well, it, so... Sneaking right up in now the with pen. Finnegard out, they're talking about Lugo and Matt being my fifth starter. I, Lugo's a very good pitcher. I personally like him in the bullpen more. I feel he's, like... He
1: has- he's, like, your only reliable closer, man. I mean, right, I guess Diaz I like. is all right. I still... I trust Lugo more than anyone else in your bullpen. Oh, so, so do I. But, but uh... Yeah. You have more sense? I'd
2: rather see him in the pen, but if he has to be our fifth starter for, for, for the first month of the season, then so be it. I mean, I that don't also, do,
3: that also depends if you guys go after, like, a Brad Hand or something like that, get another big lefty for your the end of your bullpen. And, Poe, we were saying before, Trevor May that you guys already signed here.
6: Yeah, is. Trevor May. Trevor May is mm-hmm. good. Yeah, Trevor May is very
3: good. So, I mean, like, right now, I listen, as much as, like, we joke around and stuff like that, I've been saying it, this so far the Mets have been looking very good. They're making the right moves, and obviously, I mean, look how much of a difference. You know, you get a new guy in there like Steve Cohen. He wants to win. He changes out the whole team morale and everything right now. It looks like they're trending up and I, I don't, I don't think they're done yet. I think they're still going after that one big fish, whether it's Springer, Bauer, Chris Bryan in a trade, whatever it is. I think they still, they're still
1: going to make another move. That's actually, that's I mean, an I, excellent, that's an excellent lead in for what I want to talk about. And I think Peter's going to back me up on this is that as good as these moves have been, I still don't think it guarantees you the NL East. I know Peter was saying exactly. that. quick.
4: Yes. And that, that I've been saying that since whenever they signed him yesterday, that's been my whole thing. I don't think they're better than the Braves right now. I, I really don't think that. it's tough. It's close. It, it's close.
1: Look, I, I think even Pozio will be willing to admit that like Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, probably better than any offensive player you have, even considering Lindor, they might be two top 10 players in the MLB. Oh, but, like, the, the, the Braves are no joke. Now, it's a stretch to say that the like the Mets should make the playoffs as a wild card team, because you look at the teams in the AL East and just in the NL that are better than them. And I'd remember, still say it's the Dodgers, the Padres, and maybe the Braves. You should make it as a wild card team. But
3: remember that we and we already we were saying that too yesterday when P was saying it one of whether it's the Dodgers or whether it's the Padres, one of those teams are going to be a wild card team. Hundred percent. That, that you know what I mean? They're definitely going to lock up that spot because both of them are in division. So.
1: And that's a I mean, dangerous – if you have to play that wild card team in a one-game yeah. matchup, that's dangerous. The thing
3: is, the Mets, the Mets do have the Grom. So, I mean, yeah. that would, yeah. that's probably the probably best go-to for a winner go home game. I mean, who else in the MLB would you rather on the mound? So, I mean, that's yeah. – that's, that's,
5: And I think the Braves' pitching is overrated. I do not they like have that. Yeah, the, their
1: pitchers. pitching's not great. They have that one good young guy that came out. He I think he was a rookie this year. Might one rookie of the year. I'm oh, Fulton, uh, Avis. No, no, no. It's um, –
3: Backstreet. The oh, no Max Freed, yeah Max oh, Freed, yeah,
1: and they just honestly, I think he's I like,
2: overrated.
3: I like their signing with what's his name with Morden. I think that's a good veteran signing. I think did Morden, they get they
1: got Morden. Morden's a good yeah. piece. I think. Good.
6: Good.
1: I mean, look, their offense is just Freddie Freeman won MVP, mm-hmm. and he, he's just a, he's just a great player. Ronald Acuna is one of the best young talents in the game. You can make a case he is the best young. Yeah, and Swanson was playing very good last year. Swanson was like an early MVP talk guy, like the first week of the season. Ozzy Albie's is pretty that. good. I mean, they have a lot of pieces. I think the Mets should have it. They should be able to win this division. It's not guaranteed, but they they're, they put themselves in a very good spot to be competitive.
2: The only guarantees in life are death and taxes. So anything <laughs> can happen over the course of a 162-game season. But I'm confident that the Mets, when they start rolling, there's no one going to beat them. Listen, the dark cloud <laughs> has been lifted. Bold. The, the dark cloud has been lifted. The Wilpons sold the team. It's 100%. their fault we've been losing for the past 20 years. But now they're gone. Over and done with. It's never see you.
1: It's out of time. I, I love the confidence because my take is, like, I don't think you guys are one of these teams that has that much time to, like, wait and see. Like, you got to get a championship in the next couple of years only because I think your best player, Jacob deGrom, is not, like, a young, young guy. Right? He's – no, he, he's 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 he in his 30. 30s, right? And not saying that, right, he's been probably the best pitcher in the league for three years. So I'm not saying he's going to fall off a cliff, but he relies a lot on velocity. We saw how Verlander kind of fell off of velocity in Detroit and kind of had some shitty years. Came back. He was good in Houston. So he, he found some stuff out. But, right, you don't he want to waste a prime. Oh, he
5: you don't he want to doesn't rely prime. on the velocity. Wait. he yeah, no, velocity has right steadily now. been going up. But he's yeah. always been great, despite, like, three. when he first came up, he was, like, a solid, like, two or three miles per hour. And that's true. That's I
1: don't think – I think he has so much better secondary stuff than Verlander ever had in his prime, so I'll give you that. Um, but, I, right, like, you've kind of wasted – You would have, have you made the playoffs in the last three years? No. Here, so run, you're kind of wasting run, the, run, the best pitcher in baseball. You
2: have, you have me riled up about this Jacob DeGrom stuff. So I'm about, I'm about to debunk your whole claim right now. All right, ready? So this is he the first year – This is the first year that Jacob DeGrom started pumping 98-99. Before that, he was, I think, 96-95, which obviously is absurd, but that's not in the top half
4: of MLB pitchers here. I don't know why you're talking about 99. He consistently hits 100-101.
1: And let me clarify. I'm not saying I expect DeGrom to fall off a cliff. I'm just saying that I think you want to take advantage of DeGrom Mm -hmm. while he's definitely in his prime. And not obviously. take the risk of an older DeGrom that's maybe not as good.
2: Obviously, obviously, obviously. What I just but want DeGrom? to say,
3: po, about DeGrom. DeGrom, you're talking, like Peter just said, he's sitting at 101, yeah. 100, 101 miles an hour. And then when you're up there and you see it like – I, I know for a fact because I remember the stat or something like that. I think he throws like the hardest off speed. And then when you see like a 93 mile an hour slider, which is just ridiculous, or a 90 mile an hour changeup, it's, it's all
5: right. The I percentage his- of
1: a 100 mile per hour fastballs he throws is insane. It's yeah. ridiculous. I got
5: his uh, fastball velocities up. When mm-hmm. he debuted in 14, it was 94. The next year, 95, 94, 95, 8, 96, 7, 97, 2, 99. Oh my God. Wow. It's <laughs> just been going up. Wow. And he was an old rookie too. I think he was yeah. what
2: twenty-seven in his rookie year, which is theoretically the prime for an MLB player. Yeah.
3: That's that. that acts, that's crazy.
5: So he's only aged like fine wine. So and he oh. came up as a shortstop, so he wasn't even pitching for his whole baseball career.
3: Right. But so like, yeah, you, you guys like, should have got for Lindor, then throw him in at short.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the the Yankees, we have to basically win soon, or else we're gonna get made fun of. But like. We have some youth on our side. Judge is not like the youngest chicken in, in the in the chicken coop or anything like that. But uh, we have we still have young pieces, most notably Glaber Torres. I don't know that you have that many great young pieces, right? So I think you really are in. Co- I mean Alonzo, but you still don't know exactly what he is Alonzo, yet.
5: Smith McNeil.
1: Right, like I think you have the team to 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 make some runs here and like take He's advantage of a lot of a lot of guys in your in their prime and just you know like. I want to see – I think that this is the most fun rivalry for me. I know Yankees, Red Sox, that's big, but I don't know that many Red Sox fans. I'm not going to Boston. But every day, I take classes, and I'm in a group chat with a ton of Mets fans. Like, this yeah. is fun to be able to argue about whether the Yankees and Mets are going to meet in the World Series. Oh, and, like, having the $100 to bet with Steven about whether the Mets are making the World Series sure. that me and Peter are splitting. Like, that's amazing that I'm able to do that. I love it. Hey,
2: no, we don't yeah, it. We don't. We don't I don't it. Know. I don't know how – how- 100 points on the phone scale.
1: Posio, can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> interrupting, Jeff Franco. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
2: I, I, to- <laughs> I
3: really, no, I just wanted to say, I mean, it's, yeah, I really hope, you know, like it's competitive, it's going to be fun, but I really don't think this is going to be a fun next couple of years for the Yankees if we don't get LeMay back.
1: That's true. If and we don't get LeMay back, and it's going to be in can our bag.
3: We're just gonna be at the same spot we are. We're not improving, we're not doing nothing. So and I've just been saying I don't think we're in for a rough couple of years if the Yankees don't find a way to win soon. So
4: yeah, I mean hopefully we don't go back to the uh the, you know, the the, dar- the dark
3: ages. The dark years. Yeah, that's not a good, not a good but
1: so, let's let's shop that for a different time because we do have a lot of stuff to get to and we'll certainly talk some Yankees in later weeks. Uh while we have Peter here, I really want to take advantage of this. And talk some Giants. And our boy Dougie P just, um, just benching, benching a lot of his guys. I just, before I say anything, I just, I want to go pull this bad boy up. I want to just play a little video.
5: This is great about was This is what the greatest thing about sports is.
0: <laughs> you play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. What a great video.
1: I mean, that's just one of my favorites. Herm Edwards. I've always loved him. Love that. One of my favorite videos of all time. And I think it really sums up perfectly... What we had to deal with. And I'm I'm gonna let I know Posio had a big rant in the chat. I'm gonna let Posio and Peter say their piece. I'm not gonna talk too long on this. I'm just I it's two points for me. One, there's the whole integrity of the game thing, and I can go on in this and people can say six and ten giants and blah 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 blah. You should have won more games. And that's absolutely true. We should have won more games. Joe Judd said so himself. I think he said he said we had 16 opportunities. We have to, we know we had to take advantage of we had to win more games. That's on us. Uh, it just, it wasn't fun to watch. You know, it's a primetime game. You get excited for that. And let's face it, you put ourselves, if you're hating on Giants fans, put, put yourselves in our shoes. If your team you think has a chance to make it to the playoffs and a team obviously tanks in the fourth quarter and that's how you end up missing out on the playoffs. So we have, I'm not saying we deserve to make the playoffs because we should have won more games, but we have a right to be upset. And my second point, it's less about the Giants and more like, I think the Eagles screwed themselves over because it doesn't make that much sense. One, you lose the locker room. I think a lot of guys, veterans, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, talking about guys that, you know, were trying to attack Doug Peterson. Like, really, you lost some locker room guys. And number two, I think the biggest one for me, I don't know what Jalen Hurts is. We saw three games with him. You thought he was better than Carson Wentz. If he finished that game, he he and he's eligible for whatever the stat it was, he would have had the lowest completion rate in the league, lower than Carson Wentz. So his numbers weren't that much better than Wentz. He was one and two. He beat the Saints, but he's one and two. Imagine how nice it would have been for Hurts to prove himself in a close game, maybe lead a comeback. If he wins that game, he goes to the offseason with confidence. I'm the Eagles guy. I can lead this team. But no, you put in Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> who played like he had the suds in SpongeBob. I don't even know. And it's just, you have no idea who Jalen Hurts is. I think you're just like, you still go into next year, no idea who your quarterback is. And maybe you don't know at the end of that game, but if he leads that comeback, maybe you have a better idea. So, Posio, Peter, um, I tried to keep that diplomatic, but I mean, your thoughts on Eagles. Uh, yeah. You
4: yeah, want to Pete? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start because I, I think my uh, – my rant here probably won't be as colorful as yours. So <laughs> we'll keep it as calm as That's we can. Nice for now. <laughs> uh, anyone, you know, all the guys here, You, I was talking to you guys during the game, you know, we were all sharing our comments during the game. Uh, I actually had to get up and turn the TV off multiple occasions. Um, not just because they put them in, but what happened after they put them in, you know, consecutive drives of, Interception and fumbles, just pretty brutal. Um, as to the reasoning behind the move, I get it. You're moving up in the draft. I understand. I understand that that part of it. Uh, do I think it was right? Obviously not. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, it, it was just really hard to watch. I'm still waiting for uh, the league office to come down and say something. Because let's not forget this game was flexed into into Sunday night because they knew that this was going to be you know for the division, and then we all know what happened. So you know I'm still waiting for a fine or at least a you know a response from maybe even Goodell himself. Uh, I what I did like though was Joe Judge coming out the next day. I'm pretty sure it was, and his comments and you know. That, that's my coach. That's the guy I want leading the troops in the next year. So, at a minimum, you know, this is going to be something that when we play the Eagles twice next year, we can take into those games and, you know, fire fire us up a little bit. Poe, what, what do you got for me here?
2: Okay. So, where do I begin? I What you said, some of the points you hit is what I wanted to say. It's like, listen.
1: But repeat that please.
2: I'm not saying that the Giants deserve to be in the playoffs. Matter of fact, if our good friend Evan Ingram made that catch <laughs> on Thursday night football against the Eagles the first time, that Sunday night game would have been irrelevant. Let's just throw that out there. He makes Don't throw night it night out
4: game. there, he's gonna drop it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <That> boy, <Pete. laughs> The fact, yeah. And the fact that he did it again last week. Is, we're,
5: okay, we're like gonna twice. We're going to
4: move on. How is he a Pro Bowl tight end? Just quickly. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, oh Poe. Uh, Pro Bowl. Cause, cause <laughs> all
5: all Pro tight Bowl. ends minus like two or three are awful.
4: <laughs> Robert and, and all good tight ends
1: besides Rob Tanya are in the AFC. <laughs> Rob Tanya.
4: All right,
5: Poe, okay. keep
2: continuing. But listen, what Doug Peterson did He has 52 guys looking for a job next year. He has players that are fighting every single day, tooth and nail in practice, in order to prove themselves to not only the Eagles, but any other teams that are interested in them. And it's just the fact that you might have a future with Jalen Hurts. And not with Nate Sudfield. The fact that you put him in, not not even like it was a blowout. You put him in in a three-point game in the fourth quarter. When Hurt had played, I'm not going to say he was playing great, but he was doing enough to get the job done.
3: He was their best shot at winning.
2: Yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. 100%. And listen, that first pass that Sudfield threw, I, I knew it was over. I lost yep. all hope. And then the fumble, that was a nail on the coffin. It buried it. It's just, yeah, that,
4: that's, I mean, that's the dude looked to terrified Trinity to John take again.
1: snaps. He was flinching every time the ball came at him.
4: That, that's he is the interpretation of how I think I would play. <laughs> if 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 you threw if you said here put on put on the pads throw on the jersey we're gonna send you out there for a couple drives and see how you do. I'd be scrambling, running around the same way. And, and then just chucking the ball with no, you know, concern for if I had receivers down there or what was going on. So I think, yeah, it, it was brutal.
3: Honestly, not even from like, cause I know like there's been so many like different, like this, I mean, there's really two sides to this. People are like, it's terrible. What you know, um, Peterson did and all that stuff. And then there's other people saying like, you know, giants fans are being crybabies, you know, it's better for the team. Like they did, like they, like they, they don't owe nothing to the giants. At the end of the day. And like, on, obviously I've learned this the hard way as a Jets fan. All like, I don't think any team, or at least, you know, maybe that's head coaches or not, even not even really that organizations in like front office They they really care about the, the draft pick, you know, where they sit in whatever for the following years, obviously. And look at the Jets there, they, they, perfectly show that no players that are on the field at that moment care about their team getting the sixth pick rather than the ninth so I don't know really what it was for the Eagles you know each player that's on that field wants to win the game so I mean like I I don't know who mentioned it but I know one of you guys did I think it was Pete like from like a respect standpoint like for your coach putting your team even even though you know it's the last game of the season even though you know you guys aren't making the playoffs to put a third string quarterback that hasn't touched a field you know what I mean? In a game that you guys could have won, you know who who knows on what national
6: television, on
3: national television. Like you guys said, it got flexed. I feel like it's more on it's 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 all it's that's ter- it's terrible, honestly, what
4: Peterson did. I, think- can I wa- yeah.
1: Uh, can yeah, I, one, one quickly quick, – No, you go, Peter. I got you. I got you. Go, yeah,
4: one, no one one quick thing. Uh, a little off topic, but I just got the alert. Cowboys uh, fired their defensive coordinator mm-hmm. just now. So yeah.
1: I do want to add on a couple of things Don Franco said. One of the things that actually made me really mad was after seeing Joe Judge's speech, all the comments that are like just six and 10, six and 10. Because I actually think Joe Judge nailed his speech perfectly because there were two beautiful components of that speech. He starts with, We had 16 opportunities. And we miss, we missed some of them, and that's that's no one's fault but ourselves. We missed out on the playoffs. We can't put ourselves in a position to rely on another team to get us into the playoffs. And he's absolutely right. And that, and then he says separately, with nothing to do about his own team making the playoffs, all he says is that I'll never do what Doug Peterson did. I'll never. Blatantly lose a game. Whenever I'm coaching a game, my guys are gonna have the best chance to win. I thought like you can say those two things separately. Like you can openly admit it was our fault for not making the playoffs, and also say that. But I'm not gonna do what Doug Peterson did. I'm always gonna put my my guys in a position to win. I think that everyone loved Joe Judge to begin with. I think at least Giants fans. I think that makes him even more beloved. The other thing, John Frankie, you said about like. Getting the draft pick, putting your team in a better position, is that I'm still not sure if you put yourselves in a better position. I could see if it's a bigger leap, maybe instead of nine to six, like let's say it's fifteen to six. That's a bit. That's a big leap. Nine to six. I don't. You still have to make the right pick, even if you're going for the receiver. You still can't mess up that pick. They already
4: did it last year. They They did it last last year. year.
1: And what if you mess up your quarterback decision now because you don't know what Jalen Hurts is? What if you decide to stick with Wentz and that ends up, you know, not that you would let Hurts go, but, you know, maybe you give Wentz more time because you think that you don't know if Jalen Hurts is the stuff. What if that decision, not seeing enough of Hurts come back, comes back to bite you? And I know it's only one quarter. But like, I think you talk about like big game moments, like that fourth quarter would have been a big game moment for us to see what's this kid really made of. Can he lead a comeback after starting off horrendous? What like seven for 22, can he bounce back? Maybe actually start to throw some passes and and, you know, maybe it ends up being like a a good morale booster for him, but we don't know now. So I don't know if it puts them in a better spot. You could make the case, but I don't really
5: know. I think them losing. I think Peterson losing the locker room potentially is the biggest factor in the whole yep. thing. Like, yeah. cause like you said, I think six to nine is not that big of a de- difference, especially if you look at the teams and like who they're probably going to try to draft. Oh, yeah. Like you probably could have gotten the same guy six or nine. And also I want to say, why are you just going to like giants and Redskins or football team are both division rivals. Why would you want the team that was racist up until this year to win? Like the team with sexual like harassment problems all in the front office for years before this. Why would you want them to win the division? You don't want that. Come on. I was joking
1: on. last week when I said I don't know if the Eagles want the Giants to advance. I think they were serious about that. They <laughs> they, they value that rivalry with the Giants, yeah, but they value I mean, the rivalry with Washington.
4: Listen, honestly. Yeah, no, you, yeah, Eagles Giants is. Uh, it's a much bigger. There, but, yeah, yeah, say, it's much okay. bigger.
3: Now you know how much. I mean, like, even though, like, obviously, I mean, let's be real, and I like I, actually, I don't even know if that's true. Like, no matter what, like, even let's just say you guys would have made the playoffs. You guys would have versus Tampa. That actually would have been, you know, an interesting game. You guys played them tight earlier.
1: We like, always if, play Brady well. Brady, Brady even, has nightmares.
3: Even if you moved on, like, you know, you moved on to the next round, you had the pack, like, whatever. Like, your route would have been obviously very hard. But just to see, you know, Joe Judge's first year, Daniel Judge, I mean, Daniel Judge, Daniel Jones to get a little um playoff experience. You know, like, it would have, like, even, like we said, like, team morale, like, even six and 10, whatever it is, at least, like, you know, you got that postseason feel. Like, that would have been awesome for the team. But, Listen, like you guys said, or even before, there was a lot of opportunities. And like going back to that Bucks game, the Gi- the Giants could have won that. You know, Evan Ingram catches that ball; that was a win. Like there could have been many opportunities at the like that Sunday night game couldn't have meant nothing. And I know a lot of people go back to that, but still, what not even what the Eagles did, what Peterson did. I mean, I don't know that. At least in my eyes, that's not a true coach. That's not like a sports thing. Like that 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 just wasn't that wasn't a good thing to
6: see. And
4: yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, for me. Giants are trending up, you know, we're we're sitting here talking about the Mets for the past 20 minutes and how they're trending up. I see something similar to a certain extent with with the Giants, maybe not with signing people. It's not, you know, like baseball in that regard, but the the Giants are definitely on the upswing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to look forward to.
1: And, like, full disclosure, as, as what John Franco said, like I said last week, it's a miracle we were in that spot only relying on one game to get us into the playoffs. After everything mm-hmm. that happened that season, the fact that we went into Week 17 with the idea we just have to win and rely on another just one game, I thought that was, like, basically a miracle. But mm-hmm. then, you know, you go in, it's the hand you're dealt. Like, everything's happened up to this point. We can't change the past. Let's go in and see what happens. And being able to beat Dallas and I think, a pretty – Tremendous fashion. That game was close, but seeing Xavier McKinney make that great interception, almost losing the game because Wayne Gallman fumbles, and like seeing that <laughs> one shot where you see Gallman under the pile with his hand, like it's like a swing of emotions during that game. It's like to go through all that game with the Dallas game to find out that we were basically predetermined to lose. That it just kind of makes it hurt a little more. Like I why didn't even invest in the Dallas I game?
3: It's even worse, like he like. He like teased you guys on for three, quarters, yeah. three and a half quarters. He's like, why throw him in in the fourth? Like, you know what I mean? At least start the game, so at least you guys don't gotta stress through. Like, all right, this game's definitely, you know, like we know it's like, over. Like, there was comments like, you know, like they gotta stop. They were getting the ball back. The Eagles, like, we were like, all right, like, you know, there might be a shot.
4: And then they like, were winning. They I, were winning at halftime.
1: And then that was also mm-hmm. remember. We were Wait, talking. no, they uh, Washington scored. Didn't Washington score that touchdown? Was a great drive, by the way? And that was a bit like if um. If the Eagles either score or even just keep the ball within that last two minutes instead of punting it, like that's a whole different game going into halftime. Yeah. They've got the yeah. at least a three-point lead or at least a four-point lead going into what about, halftime. What about the other more play if they score?
6: The
3: other play we were talking about, we were saying the um that he, they chose to go for it on like fourth and three. You know, they could have kicked that uh, field, tied the game yeah, up. Yeah, they
6: could have tied know. the game.
3: That, that
4: yeah. was big yeah. Thing. I mean,
1: that I, was the foreshadowing of things to come.
4: Yes, yeah. exactly. yeah, that's because he. <laughs> That's because he knew he was going to take him out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's true. I wonder how the game changed. Is if, like, does he still put it in subfield if Hurts throws that touchdown on fourth down? Yes. Do you think he's still.
4: Yeah, so that was because he was like, all right, I need to get these points. Probably not going to score. But for the hel- rest of the
1: game. hell, even then, they might have won the way their defense was playing. Yep. Yeah. I think this is actually a perfect transition. Um, to when we talk about Washington versus Tampa Bay. And we won't do that just yet because I think I want to start with post pickums, which we haven't done in a while. Suppose if you want to read your picks with the spreads, and I think it'd be a fun way to – or a fitting way to end this podcast going into the wild weekend with just our thoughts on every matchup.
2: Wait, hold on, Lou. I have a question. Are we doing the bracket? I think we should do the brackets today.
1: Uh, I don't know if we're going to read them out loud here, though. The brackets uh, should be submitted by Saturday. Yeah, we bracket. are going to do the NFL brackets, but I don't know if that's something. I think let's just talk about the match. Because when we talk about who we think we're going to win, that's basically what the discussions end up going to be. Bracket, our uh, Thoughts on that team. It's basically the bracket. Um Lou, tell them the brackets are going to be live on the IG.
4: Make sure everyone's... Uh, Actually, that's on. not a bad idea. Uh, that's
2: not a bad idea.
1: Lou, I might,
4: I might, Lou, I might head out. Alright, right,
1: Pete. It's been an honor. It's the
4: most important part of the show. Great. Guys, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do this. We'll do
1: this again. We'll have to do this again.
4: Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. He'll be back. Let's do it. <laughs> See you guys. All right.
1: Yeah, so let's go into post pickums, and then we will. We're not going to do brackets, but we'll we'll mention them, and we'll talk about the implications of the brackets this year. Everything's a little different, but let's get to post pickums. We haven't been able to do this in a while. It's been like, it's been like five weeks or something like that, maybe more. No. Yeah. Listen. listen. You me some a... money this year.
2: Oh, you're over 500.
3: Three yeah, games over
1: 500. He's getting you a little bit of cash and going into playoffs, a little bit of chance to, to raise those.
2: So, playoff football is a very, very difficult time to bet because, especially in the league we're in now, anything can happen. Any team can be any other team on any given, given day. Sunday.
6: Or Saturday <laughs> no.
2: in this game. And then Saturday. I'd <laughs> be right. With that being said, here are the playoff round, playoff round one, the wild card round, host pick
1: I have the Buffalo Bills
2: as six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Colts.
1: Hammer that spread. Hammer that spread. It's a huge spread. But Hammer that.
2: quite frankly, Love it. the Bills offense right now, they're rolling. They are cooking. Josh Allen is doing things. Working, I, I take my comment back of him not being a top-ten quarterback. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> That's That's that. Let's go. Let's go. But
2: the next one, controversial one, the NFC West matchup. I actually have the Rams. This one, it is subject to change, if, depending if Jared Goff plays. Assuming he does, I have the Rams as three-point underdogs. Over the Seahawks, I think that defense wins championships, and in the playoffs, this defense is going to show out. Especially against that, I think Aaron Donald is just going to have a field day on that O line. But hey,
1: I love that line a lot better when it was three point five. They moved it down to three today. I felt really bad for you. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It, look because then if, if they if they lose by a field goal, it's a push. But it's still I don't I don't mind the pick. It's a tough game. It's.
3: Oh, you're taking the Rams? I am taking the Rams. Listen, I agreed with you with the defense thing because I was thinking about that too, but from what I've been hearing since Monday, I think Jared Goff's been trending down, actually. I actually don't think he's going to
2: start. If if Goff doesn't start, then the spread mm-hmm. will be updated. That's a, but that's the thing. I'd honestly
1: say that the way that their quarterback played against Arizona, they won 18-6 to 6 or whatever, and they kept it close. If that spread goes up a lot, like let's say – over seven, that's not a bad under to take. Oh, I honestly like all. it better than right now.
3: Yeah, hundred percent a hundred percent, a thousand percent.
6: Yeah, I think I that game you. will still be close, even if not
3: going to be. It's going to be a defense. It's going to be one of those weird games, like a 15 fifteen
6: nine.
1: I mean, has Seattle, and we'll talk about this when we talk about this matchup. Just straight up, has Seattle impressed you guys though? Just like in their ability to blow teams away. not besides
3: besides Jets. Forty to three. Besides that, I really no.
1: beat beat San Fran by three. San LA's defense is better than San Fran, so. But Posio continue.
2: So, I think the Ram game is something we're going to go. Is it, if it's okay with you, Lou? I think it's a game that we should reevaluate tomorrow, right before game time. But I am whoa.
1: perfectly fine doing that.
2: So, the next game: Ravens Titans. Lamar's been cooking. So that's why I have them as three-point favorites over the Titans. It's going to be a good game, but I think I think the Ravens are going to take this one. Now, it's a great this, again, I'm kind of contradicting myself with this pick. However, I think we're talking about two different defenses here and two different offenses. I have the Saints as nine and a half point favorites over the Bears again, but this one. This one is another one that has to be reevaluated. We have to see who's playing on Saturday for the Saints. The thing about this week with the pickums, there's a lot of uncertainty.
1: We don't know who's healthy. We don't know who's not. So, mm-hmm. is Michael Thomas coming back, or is that the one you're uncertain about? Or are there yeah. multiple uncertainties?
6: I think that's uncertain. Well,
3: I um, listen, I think what's his name's also uncertain, too.
1: I, I don't know how about
6: Kamara. Yeah. Kamara, huh?
1: Yeah, oh, he, that's right, he, the, COVID, the COVID thing. I forgot about that. Latavius Murray should be good, and he balled out in the regular season when he subs for Kamara last he year. For, yeah. so.
3: But would I also, just to say something about that, I know last week, I think they versus the uh, Panthers. They annihilated them, and Brees was missing Kamara and, um, and uh, Michael Thomas. But, honestly, but there's a huge I think difference the whole... between the Bears defense and... So. Right out of my mouth. That's what I was gonna say. That Bears team is very. And what, well, What's the points again for this game? Nine
2: and a half. It's a big spread.
3: Wow. That is very big. I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I would like Chicago
2: to. I, I would like Chicago to cover. So, the next game, it's Steelers Browns, and I feel bad for the Browns. Like, listen, your team has been irrelevant since its
1: inception. <laughs>
2: But well, inception to the NFL, they were good with Jim Brown and Otto Graham and all of them. But we're talking Thank about God Mr. Harris
1: left the room right now. <laughs> I know he's big on the Browns. Continue.
2: These are kids that this is a team, not kids, but this is a team that hasn't been relevant. Like our parents didn't even grow up watching a relevant Cleveland Browns team, and now this year, the first year that they have something cooking, they have something brewing, they get hit with the COVID bug. They haven't practiced this week at all so with that being said I'm taking the Steelers as six point favorites and that leaves us with the last game the return of Poe's hot pick of the week
1: oh before you make your pick little (laughs) side note Poe's hot picks of the week for all you betters out there three and seven so take that into
2: consideration take Take it into consideration (laughs) they're hot picks for a reason okay (laughs) We got the Washington football team. Seven and a half point on the dogs against the Bucks.
1: I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Ignore, I'd say ignore the three and seven there and and go to party with Poe there.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I think tough. he agreed with me on most of my hot picks. and it, It's tough to feel comfortable with that one
3: only because of the way the Bucks have been playing. Their offense is looking like they're actually starting to gel. And Tony Brown had a great game last week so mm-hmm. i mean that's the only tough part i would see with that but i mean when we talked about washington this whole year what have we been talking about their defense mm-hmm. I
6: yeah, mean, but- like, if,
3: there, if, if there is if there is a reason why this game's closed it's gonna be because of them so i mean if that front seven i know uh chase young made a comment today i mean not today but during this week he said i want brady i think or something like that then bruce arians got into it. it and like you know people make comments so i mean listen if they're coming they're Listen, I think nobody has them winning this game at all, at least, you know, m- keeping it close. I think everyone's going to be riding the uh, Bucks heavy. So, I mean, I could, I could, you know, see them sneaking something in, but at least keeping it tight, keeping it close.
1: So, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, Posio, thank you for those pickums. That was beautiful. Do you have anything else to say before I kind of transition into just straight up stuff?
2: Uh, No, I think I'm good. Let's hope I go undefeated this week, make you guys some money.
1: All right. So, <laughs> what the podcast is doing for the playoffs. And I think we've discussed this on air, but we are officially doing an NFL playoff bracket. Now there is a little wrinkle because of the seven playoff teams. They're doing some reseeding after the first round, meaning that the lowest seed will play the, the two, the ones, the lowest seed that advances will play the, the buy, the, the buy seed. So the chiefs and the Packers. Uh, so when we do our brackets, you got to get that lowest seed, right? Or hope that, you know, whoever you had next beats that team because you know some some of these brackets get a little wonky. But yeah. um, I think let's just go down the time slate and talk about some of these games. Uh, Colts versus Bills. You're gonna see this when I post my bracket. I'm fine telling you guys this right now. I think the Bills are winning the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's a crazy bull take. I I mean I just fell Listen, Livindi came on the pod and he was talking to us about the Bills. I I look at all the teams in this um. In this playoff bracket. And the two that I really want to win the Super Bowl are the Packers and the Bills. And those are the two teams I have going to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm fine with either of those teams winning the Super Bowl, but I feel like it'd be great for the Bills to win one. Uh, I love the way Josh Allen is going. And this is, I mean, as much as I love the Bills right now, like they're red hot. They're the best offense in the league. And it's not even close, dude. Matt Barkley came in and they still put up 56 points. But Barkley came in the third quarter. That offense is insane. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs might be one of the best receiver. he is one of the best he might be the best sorry Devontae Devontae is very good i still put Devontae but you know people will say Devontae, Stephon Diggs is the best receiver right now so I think this could be a blowout I really do
6: I don't think it will be a blowout to be honest I think the Colts defense will keep them in this game but I, uh, I don't know this could I be. We I said think about the Dolphins are... defense.
1: We thought the Dolphins defense might, and the Dolphins yeah, defense awesome. got destroyed. So, um, and, and yeah, the Dolphins
6: needed to win that game. Yes. So I, mean,
1: I don't know. Thoughts on the Bills, guys? I know we've kind um, of been big on Josh Allen recently.
5: I'm with you on the Bills. I think Josh Allen's great. I think the defense has been playing a little bit better lately. Diggs is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm on the Bills train. And I want to see uh, Mr. Lavigny and Mr. Lavallo, you know, smashing tables.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we um, could maybe get the, get them to live stream and have it sponsored by the Sports Night Podcast. That'd right, be a for Wait,
2: Mr. Harris, can we make that happen?
1: Oh, I'm going to do, do everything in up. my
5: power. We will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's right. I don't know. It's
3: it's tough. I mean, it's I mean, it's not tough. I'm, I'm Lou. I'm in the same spot as you. I had the two same teams in the Super Bowl as well. I love the Bills, but I feel like. I, in my head, I think it's going to be a block game, but usually, you know, there's always that thing that's going to, you know, that, that shocker, that surprise. I have a feeling, honestly, to start off the game, my prediction for this, they're going to, the Bills are going to get off to a, a rough start. They're going to go in there. A lot of confidence that that coach defense is going to come out. They're going to play them really good. Phillip rivers, you know, um, veteran, obviously, you know, great quarterback. I think he's going to come in. I think they're going to start off with an early lead, the Colts, but I think at the halftime, the Bills are going to settle down because Josh Allen Last year, I'm don't mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they lost to the Texans in that first round. They kind of choked yeah, there. I think Josh Allen game. had some like empty, yeah.
1: empty-headed decisions. Where I was, you know, you're just like, what is he doing? That's oh. what, that's what I'm waiting for for this year. I think
3: he's gonna come out. It's gonna be the same thing. He's gonna be a little shaky. Everyone during halftime, we're gonna start seeing everything all over. You know, Josh Allen's a great quarterback, just like Lamar. People always say he's not gonna come through in the playoffs. This and that. I think second half of the game, they come out and they smoke him. I think I think at the end of the game, that it's gonna be all Bills.
1: Momentum's an interesting animal because like sometimes it works. The two giant Super Bowls, you know, whenever the Giants won the mo- the two most recent ones, like their defense went into those Super Bowls with momentum. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what the Bills offense is doing. But sometimes, you know, you get to the playoffs, it's just a different scenery and momentum just gets erased. This is a team that hasn't played that many playoff games recently. It's mostly, mostly young guys playing in their first or second playoff game. Um, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the how that team reacts. Cause I do think, right, like if they go in and they carry out their momentum, that they can beat the Chiefs. That's how they I think they're gonna get to the Super Bowl, is being the and Chiefs.
3: And especially and especially the way we were talking about the Chiefs, you know, the way they've started to regress a little bit. I mean, even though listen, it takes a snap of the finger, the Chiefs can turn on at any moment. That's how talented they are. Yeah. But we're saying, you know, that Falcons game, they kept it close. I mean, even though they didn't start um Mahomes that game obviously that makes a difference in week seventeen but still we're starting to see them get a little choppy looks like okay they're not you know Terminator. they're not superhuman you know they look beatable and I mean if the col if, if the Bills come out and smack around the Colts and they're riding all this momentum look I could like you said I could see them you know just keeping it going and just playing the way they've been playing all year they're gonna I I, I could really see them
1: going really far John John Frankie you nailed it on the head I mean that is I couldn't have said it better myself but I mean like I mean that's I think that's exactly right like. In recent weeks, the Chiefs haven't impressed you, and I think I saw like a stat. like The Chiefs haven't covered the spread a lot, and what that means is that they're not blowing teams out. Yeah. They're doing the bare minimum to get by. Now, when that team gets to the playoffs, not only is that offense stacked, that offense is, and, and that team is one that's been to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. I think they're ready. They got the experience, but it's very hard to repeat, right? Like So maybe not very hard because I guess we've seen the Patriots do it a little bit, Mm-hmm. But um it's not something you see that often where team goes right back and wins the Super Bowl. So that one will be interesting to see. Moving on, Rams Seahawks, and Pozio talked about this one a lot with his picks. This this is a tough one because the Seahawks are not world beaters. And the past six weeks, I think we talked about it, haven't really looked great. So I don't know. This is the toughest game for me.
6: Yeah, I think this is a an action like. It, it all depends on golf, in my opinion. But I don't know. Even if golf isn't like playing, I still think the Rams have a chance to win this game. I just I, think the well, Rams' defense, like what you guys were saying before, defense wins championships. I don't know if they're going to make a big run, but I definitely think they could win this game.
1: Unless the entire Rams starting 11 gets knocked out with COVID. I don't, I don't think you can rule them out of this game just because Seattle's yeah. an enigma. Um, and you know what? Maybe when we look back after the way the Seahawks have played, maybe the Giants being the Seahawks isn't as impressive as we thought because Seattle really regressed from the team in the beginning of the season. was one of the teams we talked about as world beaters, right? In the beginning of the season, we were like, look at this offense. How do you stop them? Wilson and I, MVP. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll 10. also
5: throw out, while they did lose to New York, the Rams also lost to the other New York team, mm. which is a lot worse.
1: I know what, I'll give you that. The Rams are also in I don't think, that's the thing about this game is I don't think we know what either of these teams are. Like, at least with the Colts and the Bills, like I feel like we know what they kind of are. Like the Bills are an offensive powerhouse when they want to be, and the Colts are a strong defensive team that is mostly underperformed. Um, Rams and Seahawks are two teams that just kind of like like a barometer, just kind of flip back and forth. And the thing about the Seahawks is that they haven't been flicking back and forth so much. Like the Rams have done that a lot. The Seahawks are kind of leaning towards the left now where it's like, ah, oh, this team is sketchy. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to Saturday's primetime game? Um, I don't know
5: if i everybody else, did, but I'm going with Seahawks
1: on this. This. And we'll is, see that. We'll see with the bracket. I think I'm going Seahawks right now.
3: This game really actually is. It, it, it really is tough. Cause you can go both ways, but I think a golf playing is huge, but it's also, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, we talk about like Cooper Cubs, Robert Woods, the the Rams offense, they have Cam Akers. I know he was out for a little bit, but still they have they have pieces all over that field. They have such, and I, I've, been, what I, I've been saying it the whole year, I'm so high on the Rams because I feel like when they have that play action going, when they have like their offense working at its best with McVay and everyone, they can like, you know, they're almost unstoppable. And when you match it with Ramsey and Aaron Donald and that whole, those all those superstars on the other side of the ball, they're a great team. But. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because like right now we said it to The Seahawks haven't been that juggernaut, but it's kind of crazy because we feel like they've like flip flop. You know what I mean? Now their defense is starting to play better that people were sketchy about early in the year. Their offense is now looking a little you know skeptical. People aren't really sure yeah. if without Metcalf getting involved, could Wilson? You know, could Russell do something? I think Russell Wilson's amazing. I think he's a, gonna show it. I think he's gonna show it this week, especially too versus a great defense. He's He's been in the postseason. He knows what it takes to win. I like the Seahawks. This game. Saturday. So
1: oh, Posey, you go first.
2: I don't know if I can do this, but if Jared Goff is playing, I want the Rams. If not, I want the Seahawks. I got you. Do Do I need to give a definitive answer? Uh, no, that's, of, that, I, I feel that's like I'm fine.
1: No, because that's like a that's like a legitimate. You would. You're just saying what you're gonna do. You would have changed it if you were betting in real life. When you found out golf was out, you would switch your. You would switch your bet. So I'm fine with that.
2: Okay, thank you. Thank and it's a. It's a uh, playoffs.
1: Listen, I'm not gonna try and screw you over.
2: Everybody fine. Is everyone else fine with that? Just want, I don't want any don't beef know. in the chat.
1: Listen, Luca's not here, so don't worry. About it. Luke doesn't right, have Luca's no
2: opinion. opinion is also his opinion it's is direct. also irrelevant. Yes. He's probably with line right now. Like he's yeah. skipping the pod.
1: either that or doing the millions of college apps that he somehow waited to the last second to do either that or he's just mm-hmm. avoiding the podcast but either way i mean look he won the uh the the, the top fives now he's just out of our lives forever
2: i uh, know yeah no that's not it doesn't count it's irrelevant because he had the lucas special game the yeah game the lucas special games, games
1: that he <laughs> made and got right every single time um, i wonder why we're yeah. taking it
5: to the capitol
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh wow! Special game
2: of the week: the Chiefs versus the Jets.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but the Saturday primetime game, and this is what I'm really interested in. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. I mean, here's the thing: Washington didn't look good, really at all. Like they really looked bad against Philadelphia. Maybe not as a whole team, but Alex Smith didn't look great. Uh and he looked like he was hampered down by an injury. And if that's still the case, uh, I don't know how successful they're gonna be. Like they fought tooth and nail against Philadelphia and basically needed a tank job to win that game. They could have won it straight up. That's not to say, you know, right, they they had the lead when when they started to the tank, so I'll give them that. And they've played a hell of a year. Their defense, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, that front four, but their entire defense has been fantastic. And I'm even going to say that they've – I don't know if they're a better defense than the Giants, but they've definitely played better than the Giants defensively. Uh, I'm, I'll am i go as far as to say they're a better defense right now. Um, but at the end of the day, I have no idea. It's going to come down to, I think, like what we said the whole time, can Alex Smith and the offense do enough? It's mm-hmm. so, a, a weird one for me.
5: I'm, I'm fully on the Bucks for this one. I just uh while they do have well Washington does have a good defense. I think the Bucs have a bit of an underrated defense. I think they are pretty solid. Um and I just can't bring myself to root for Washington. Just awful organization. I'm not having no part of it.
1: <laughs> See, here's the thing. Like now that the Giants are out of it, I'm kind of rooting for Alex Smith. Like, not to go as far as to say that I'm going to try and screw up my bracket just to take the Washington football team because I want to feel, you know, because I want to like Alex Smith. But, like, I like think we always said, like, if Alex Smith could get to the team to the playoffs, you know how hard they're going to fight for this dude who, you know, now is still kind of risking his life and has come back from this incredible injury. And now he's basically their only option because Dwayne Haskins wanted to do some naughty stuff and now he's gone. <laughs> so, like, I think this team's really going to rally around Alex Smith and it would be such a cool cool thing to see if they can go in and take down Brady. Because I don't really want to see Brady win. There's nothing... I'm not going to get any pleasure from seeing Brady do well. Um, I'm going to be really happy if Washington does well. So I'm rooting for them, but picking Tampa Bay, if that makes sense.
2: Alright, so, you know what? I was... When I picked Washington, is because I think that the offense can do enough to Stay within seven and a half points. I don't think this Patriots, uh, sorry, the Buccaneers Hmm. are going to put up a number on that defense. With that being said, I do think the Buccaneers are going to take this game.
1: I mean, it's going to be very tough for Washington. Like, even a healthy Alex Smith, it's a tough game for them. But the fact that Alex Smith is hurt makes this one tough, you know? I think, um,
3: I really think we're underplaying. Who the quarterback is for the Bucks?
1: That's
5: to, true. Brady's been here, uh,
3: done that. Listen, we have to realize that we're talking about probably the best, if not one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. No matter how old he is, I don't care the jersey change, no matter what, now in New England, now in Belichick. We know what we're gonna get from Brady. I I'm honestly i I think I'm side of a poet I think that I think Washington's defense is gonna keep them in the game, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Brady goes in there and you know blows the doors off this team like they he, you know they have that capability that offense has so much firepower I know Mike Evans might be out that's not definite but they still got Godwin they still got Ronald Jones in the backfield along with Fournette they still mm-hmm. got Antonio Brown Gronk mm-hmm. Brady and Gronk you how long have we've seen that for it looks like they're starting to heat up again you know like it, it's endless and like we, they have pieces on that defense for them to get together I mean I remember at the beginning of the year when they knocked when they killed um the Packers I think it was week three week four it was early on we were talking about the Bucks being one of the best defenses. And then they fell off a little bit. They have the players on that defense to play great. And Washington's offense obviously isn't their strong spot. So I can see the Bucks' defense playing good too. But overall, I, I see the Bucks winning this game. Although it has been a cool story. Alex Smith's definitely going to win co- comeback play of the year. But I don't know. with that. I think that defense keeps them in the game a little bit. But I don't think you hold
1: off Brady in this spot. My intro to the Sunday 1 o'clock game, which is Ravens-Titans, is going to be this. I'm going to start – I'm going to read off scores of the Titans like the last five weeks. This week, past Sunday, they beat the Texans 41-38. Last week, they lost to the Packers 40-14. They beat the Lions 46-25, beat the Jaguars 31-10, lost to the Browns 41-35, beat the Colts 45-26, beat the Ravens when they were low 30-24. And then you look the week before they lost to the Colts 34, 17 Titans are a weird team, man. And Derek Henry's a beast. He beat almost single-handedly beat the Ravens last year. Problem is the Ravens are red hot right now. They've won five straight. That offense looks like they're clicking. I think they finally, one of the commentators said it, like they finally realized like they don't need to prove to people that Lamar Jackson's a passer because they can just run the ball and play their type of football and win games. I don't know how you stop the Ravens' offense when it's clicking, much less the Titans' defense, who I don't think is that impressive. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to need Derek Henry to be able to keep a minute, and that's tough against a really good Baltimore defense. And I think I think the Ravens are a really dangerous playoff team. I think they're a team that could go in and give Kansas City a run for their money, and mm-hmm. maybe we could see a Ravens Bills. I don't have that predicted, but like, if we get Chiefs Ravens, that's a game I'm
3: tuning me. into, bro. That's it wouldn't chop me, not a little 100%. This team's going to dig. Listen, Ravens, they starting to heat up at the right time. And besides that, you got to think about how much of a chip Lamar has on his shoulder that, you know, people say, oh, he's just a regular season quarterback, this and that. I honestly, I think, I'm not saying that this game's going to be a blowout because I do think, and what about got to think about the history from last year's postseason. This is the team that knocked them out too. And no one was expecting that. No one was expecting the Titans to do anything. You know, they beat the juggernaut Ravens last year. I think Lamar is going to play great this game. I think he, I think he needs to play great this game. I think this is a huge game for him. the first playoff when he needs to get that win. I think it comes in this game, but I mean, I'm not, I still think, cause what you just said, you were reading off all those scores. But, um, Ravens do have a good defense, but I mean, we know what the Titans bring to the table, at least on the offensive side. I know not the same thing for their defense. That's why I could see this being one of those 41, 38 games. I could see it being very high scoring, which is going to be great. It's entertaining, but. I, I definitely see the Ravens come out on top.
1: If I recall in that Ravens-Titans game, and uh, there was only one, I believe they're right. Like, the Ravens had the lead and kind of gave it up. Let's see. Huh? So they 7-3 after the first quarter. Then they were up 14-10. to 10, They scored another touchdown. Yeah, they had the lead going into the fourth quarter. Tennessee scored 11. Baltimore only scored three. Then Tennessee was, scored a touchdown game overtime. Game,
3: that was the game Derrick Henry walked it off, I think, right?
1: The, yeah, uh, Derrick Henry yeah, walked it off with that great run. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a fun matchup, and I think it's one of the best matchups on this playoff slate because of all the different ways it could go. Because we could see prime time Baltimore just do that—those read options and that just running game—and just completely dominate time of possession, and, mm-hmm. and do their thing. And then Tennessee is just lost because look, the Giants' defense looked helpless against Baltimore, and the Giants' defense is one that I consider a top ten, at the very mm-hmm. least, top fifteen. Yeah. Is Tennessee even a top 15 defense?
3: I don't think so. Dude, that's, now, you,
1: that's the thing I'm worried about.
3: I mean, you just said it. I think it's going to come down to whichever team could stop the run. And I would definitely bet more on the Ravens stopping Derrick Henry than the uh, Titans stopping not only Lamar, but that whole trio of running backs, whatever they got in the backfield. There's so many different things that they can do. I definitely I, I would definitely take the
2: Ravens. Um, I'm going Baltimore here. I, I think that offense is cooking. I think that, you know there's just going to be a hard team to beat right now.
1: Now, when you look at my bracket, I do have the Ravens losing to the Chiefs after the first round, but the Ravens could play spoiler to my bracket very easily because of just mm-hmm. how dynamic their offense is. Enough about the Ravens. Let's um, The four o'clock game on Sunday is Bears versus Saints. One that um, I think just looking at it from afar, you go, that's not a very appetizing game. Chicago's, <laughs> Chicago's played very, very well.
3: Recently. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna blow some minds away with this one. Mm. I think I. I'm honestly. I'm really starting to consider taking the Bears in the spot. And I know it's crazy to say, but I really.
1: I'm like. I'm leaning towards it because I don't want it to mess up my whole thing. That's but- the thing, right? Like you, if you take a like the lowest CA to win, you know, know. That kind of switches up your bracket. It, but I mean,
3: it, it's scary a little bit to take, but look, I'm guys. I'm being. I can really see it happening. I know they just got stumped by, uh, I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers is a beast, all right? So I, I didn't I didn't see them having any chance in that game versus um, the Packers, but I don't know. If Kamara, Mike, Michael Thomas, I think might play. Kamara might be out still with COVID. I think without Kamara on that team, they're a totally different team. He, He's a huge player. He's very important to them, especially with Drew Brees. Drew Brees loves Kamara. He needs him in there with those little five-yard dumps that turn into 50 yards. Huge plays for them. That's huge. If he's not in this game... Bears have a great defense. So do the Saints. So that's why this can come down to one of those which defense can make a bigger play for them, put their team in scoring position. You know, it could be one of those games. Mitch Trubisky, besides last week, he was heating up those uh, four or five weeks. They turned it around. It's, I honestly, I, I'm stuck. I don't want to give my prediction and change it on my bracket. But right now, I might go with the Bucks. but this, I, you know, I don't know how, how hard it's going to be to bet against the Saints, but. I mean, with the uh, Bears, but I might, I might go with the Bears.
1: David Montgomery's been yeah, very Montgomery. good. I know, valuable just- fantasy running back for people. <laughs> I, mean, I played against him. Um, it's a, it's a Bears team that I think if Mr. Bisky doesn't have to exactly ball out, but like if he doesn't have, uh, you know, one of those collapses mid game, like it, it's a game that could be very interesting because I not, a, not confident in the Saints as a two seed. I mean, mm-hmm. Jack said it like a while ago that they might be the perfect, most balanced team in the NFC in terms of offense and defense. And so it, it's true, right? And that fully healthy team with Kamara and, and Michael Thomas and Drew Brees and that defense, it's like, it's very tough to pick against them. But yeah. um, I think this is a game, right? Like the nine and a half point spread that Pozio was talking about, right? Like that's that's a big spread. Vegas doesn't think that this is going to be a close game, but um,
3: I, I think the Bears are going to get interesting. I- I feel like everyone's writing this game off. You know what I mean? Like whatever you're crazy, you know, saints hundred percent, but I really think they can make this an interesting game, the bears. And not only that look at previous years, we've seen the saints, you know, early exits, we've seen them make these things. So, I mean, like it's possible they haven't had that postseason success. I could see something crazy happening.
1: And then the final game of our, Little weekend slate here is Brown Steelers. Hey, wait, I have to make my, pick. I, have to make my pick. I paused sure. to see if you were gonna speak. I gave oh, you some sorry. time. I was looking
6: at something. Okay, this is all being cut out, right? <laughs> it's gonna get cut out, probably. Okay, it goes in the blue for real. I'm going with the Saints. We get normal, pup.
3: you're going with the Saints, but. Did you – you took the Bears too well? No, or did he you – He took the you? Saints. No, I okay, Wait, I hold
2: on. Can I, can I have the same policy as I did for the Rams? I, I suppose.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we go. Listen, listen, listen. We gave it once. Don't start pushing buttons. Here. Listen, no, listen,
2: listen. All right. Then give me the Saints. I same. want the Saints. Yeah, the Saints aren't the Saints aren't playing the Vikings,
1: so they're gonna win. John, John Frankie, you see this? You give them a <laughs> yeah. foot, they take a mile. You see what's going on <laughs> now? Exactly. I,
3: believe me, I see it. Not letting it step all over us. Now, could I song, take?
5: I could I take the Bears unless they lose? <laughs> 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 what, all, right,
2: all right, listen. You know what? Whatever. whatever. <laughs> I want the Saints. I want the Saints straight up. Matter of fact, Jay, I what? got a Chris Benji in my hand.
1: Well we can <laughs> see your camera, so I mean well, we can see, the camera.
2: I got a crisp I got a Chris Ben Benji in my hand, <laughs> all right? Wow. After the
3: hiatus, we don't know what post has been doing over the thing Hey, make a little
1: catch. Hey, you been hanging out with Dwayne Haskins recently? <laughs> Maybe go throwing a couple of those in the air. <laughs> uh, I want the saints. You haven't, right. been wor- you haven't been working oh. at the baseball camp, have you? Where are you getting this money from? <laughs> Waste <Where's> management. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So I can pose you. We're good. I can go on to the final game. Anyone else want to interrupt me with a funny voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> final game. Come on. Browns versus the Steelers. I know this is one that... um. Couple, couple good matches. We just saw him play Week 17. The Steelers benched all their guys and lost by two, which is probably disheartening for the Browns. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers all the way on this one. I just don't think I can trust the Browns. Look, Baker's been good recently, and that offense has been good recently. That receiving core and the two running backs have been, all been great. But I, I don't think that you know losing Greg Stefanski is just like some little thing that we can just shake off here like – Greg Stefanski's been a big deal for this team. I think it kind of, you know, going from Freddie Kitchens to Greg Stefanski and, and the way that this team has just completely switched and, and won, what did they win, 10 games, 11 games? Mm, 10, I believe. 10, all right, so t- to 10 games, right? Like, that's a big, big change for this team. Uh, I think a lot of that you can credit to Greg Stefanski. 11, so 11.
3: 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 games, 11, even, 11,
1: even more so, right? So, 11. look, the Steelers <laughs> have rested their guys. And I think they're going to be ready to go against the Browns team that they saw last week. So Browns haven't practiced. I think Pozio mentioned that. All signs point to Steelers.
6: Also, the Browns lost to the Jets the week before that. I know they didn't have their receivers, but still, that's not 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 a good look. If you want, to on top it. of that
3: too, speaking about COVID with this team, I'm pretty sure I heard uh, Joe Batonio got it. It's a pro, yeah, that's a Pro Bowl uh, left or right guard. I'm not sure where he is in the line, but. With the way that the um, Browns play, they gotta establish a run. So I mean, if they don't establish that run, I don't know. I honestly, I'm a, i am really do like Baker. I like his attitude. I like the way he plays, but he's really, he's got
1: some funk. I like. He's, yeah, and
3: I really is the
5: word
1: spunk. Maybe it's spunk, but whatever it is, I like. He's. Got I got it. both. I, yeah, yeah. I, really, I don't
3: have both. I do want to take them, but. I don't know with the the steel. Listen, the Steelers are also going to be a hungry team. With the way that they ended the season, not as strong. I mean, going eleven and five and then finishing on a one and four. You know, out of five games, it's not definitely not the best. And you know that people are talking bad about them now. They know they hear they hear what's going on, all the drama, all the stuff with you know juju now, all the drops. I feel like they get spoken about not the way that they want to be. So I can definitely see them coming out here and this with a week. I guess you can call them a Browns team now, losing a head coach and you know a couple big
6: pieces. I think Steelers come out and win. Yeah, I think about the Steelers. I think they're a motivated team. They they won 11-0, whatever. They lost three straight. Everyone was calling them overrated. Everyone was like, oh, this team's fake. And they go out, they beat the Colts, and they beat. They didn't beat the Browns, but they kept it close. I just think, like, they, they want to prove people wrong, like that they're not just the overrated team that they're calling. I think, like, they have a chip on their shoulder. I think they can honestly make a run.
1: I, I, I want them to win for just for the sake of Steven. Cause you know what? <laughs> uh, Tommaso can attest to this in our AP gov class, raises his hand in the middle of a serious discussion uh, about current events to ask if he can move the test back to Thursday. Cause the Steelers are playing on Sunday night. So, I mean, look, this is where the Steeler fans are. <laughs> right now. They're going to need multiple days to process whatever happens. <laughs>
5: <So>. <laughs> That's great. I I am for no reasons whatsoever. I'm going with the Browns. Gary, I, I, I yeah. said that I was so <laughs> Posio. While you left to
1: get up, you sent that BRB message in the chat. Posio was, I think, talking some stuff about the Browns. I was like, thank God, Mister Harris is not here because I know he's gonna pick <laughs> Browns. I'm
5: not surprised. Yeah, I got a soft spot in them from my heart. I love Nick Chubb, uh, and I really don't like uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So mm. it's just you know, there's no reason to do it, but I'm going Brown Town all the way. <laughs>
2: Well, I have a friend who's a Browns fan who I find very annoying when it comes to football. Do you want to name names? Uh no, nah, you wouldn't know him. Ah.
1: Even, better, <laughs> even better, even better. Right? Even more of a recent name.
2: name. Well, I I hate it. But the fact of the matter is we'll
1: tag him on the Instagram. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll, I'll send it to you after the game, after
2: this after we record. You got to
1: say his name or else it's no good. Uh Christopher Gooding. All right. Christopher Gooding. <laughs> We got this. Very <laughs> annoying, sports very annoying sports,
5: sports
2: night podcast, <laughs> best in the biz. Uh, but, uh, I'm going with the Steelers. I just don't think – I don't see the Browns winning this game after everything they have to overcome this week. If they do, I'll be very impressed, but I just don't see it happening this week. All
1: right, we don't want to bore our loyal listeners by running through our brackets, but I think it would be fun to – at least right now, list the team, the two teams you got going to the Super Bowl. I already said I think I got the Bills versus the Packers. I think it'd be cool to go around and see who you guys think are gonna come out on top here. Because um, I have Bills, Packers, Bills winning it. Right I off, guess.
3: right off the bat, I'm gonna go, and I have two. I have two things that I'm stuck with right now. Really, it's it's hard right now. I had the same thing as Lou. I have Packers. There's Bills in my Super Bowl. But here's my stretch. If if I, I'm really trying to think it through because there's something in me that's saying like Brady's going to come out and just wreck everything. Mm-hmm. No, I really have a feeling that it, cause I think the way that like I have my things going, I think it would be, um, uh, it would be the, uh, Saints versus Um, I think, I mean, right now I'm on the bears, but I'm trying to decide that, but I think it's going to be Saints versus um, Seahawks. Right. And then it would be Packers versus the lowest seed, which would be the bucks at the five. I really feel like out of those top, those, I mean, anyone in the NFC If I had to pick a team to go to Lambeau and beat um, Aaron Rodgers, I think the only quarterback that would do that would be Brady. So I'm stuck with that. But honestly, the way the Packers have been rolling, I love Aaron Rodgers. I love that whole team. That's really my go-to in the NFC. And then in the AFC, like we've been saying the whole time, Bill's
1: again hot at the right time. I see them taking it. We have a similar bracket John Franco and that's the thing. If the Packers lose to the Bucks, oh, I does. think the Bucks become the team that's going to the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's why I'm stuck between that's, it. it. That's it, the
1: it. that's the dilemma. If the Packers win, I think they're Super Bowl bound. That game could decide the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of coin flips in my room tonight. I'm going to be flipping a quarter and doing <laughs> else and whatever it lands on. That's what I'm sticking with.
2: <laughs> so, my favorites, you see Patrick, Mahone is a, Patrick Mahomes is a Mets fan. His dad played for the Mets. I also think that he is the greatest quarterback talent of all time. you probably right. Th- with that being said, my teams to go to the Super Bowl are the two greatest quarterback talents that this league has ever seen. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Nice. I can't argue with that. That's a yeah, fun matchup. That's really, a fun yeah. matchup. I was just gonna tell I, mean, I of kinda them. just picked the one seeds, but I just don't see teams beating them. I see only teams I can see beating the Chiefs are the Raven the Ravens and the Bills.
3: Yep. Those are
1: two interesting roadblocks to that to that path though. Same
3: same exact thought over here, Paul. Listen, I think no matter I, I really think that the, like this year's Super Bowl is gonna be like a really I feel like there's so many scenarios that can happen. That, like we can be in like a really not only interesting playoffs, but even like the Super Bowl matchup that can come out of it. This is gonna be this is gonna be crazy.
1: I'd be disappointed if the Bears make it to the Super Bowl. Oh. I feel like that that's a letdown.
3: Yeah. Listen, we might have to. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna ride. that. I gotta say, I'm. I'm nervous right now. I gotta get this bracket straight up. This is scary. Because if you really do mess up this lowest pick, you're dead. You're dead. You
1: better, you better hope that like yeah. it almost it gives you extra incentive to take the top picks because yep. and like if they win, you get the check mark for that box. Because We're just going by the check marks on the boxes. So I guess you could still salvage some stuff, but uh it's pressure, John Franco. It's pressure. Yeah, a lot. yeah um,
5: like Poe, as much as I would love to say I want the Browns in there, um, I just gotta go chief and Packers. Um, like, yeah, I love Mahomes. I love Rogers. Uh, they're the two best teams, I think, in each division. So, not being that interesting with it.
6: Sometimes that's way uh, to go. Tomas,
1: are you gonna take an interesting yeah. route with this?
6: No, I've I've been I've been riding this since like October about the Chiefs and the Packers playing in the Super Bowl, and I'm still I still think it's gonna happen. I think people are forgetting that. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. I know he's been, he's had a, a rough few weeks, whatever. I just think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC and the Packers, besides being the best team in the NFC, I think they're the best team. And I think the Packers are going to win.
1: That is the thing that scares me about taking the bills is like any given, like you said, any given Sunday, Mahomes could go out and be the best quarterback you've ever seen. That's the, that's the thing like you're not always going to get that with Josh Allen like this little hot streak it's great and I am I do think he's going to continue it but anytime Mahomes could go out and be the greatest quarterback you've ever seen in your life But uh to any undecided fans out there you trying to predict the Super Bowl why not predict the Bills to win if only for the point of seeing Mr. Leviney jump on a table with the Bills mafia Let's are think it-
3: I think if they make it, I think we all have to do it.
1: Honestly, i I'd we'll,
3: do it. I, I do I it.
1: it. I, I'm taking them to win, so I'll be right next to Lavinia doing it.
3: I'll be like Jeff, Jeff Hardy in a TLC match, bringing it back <laughs> WWE style. I'll do, I'll do a backflip flip over the Canadian couch. <laughs> right to the floor. Be jumping from the balcony, baby. <laughs> That's it. From the balcony. That's it.
1: So I, I think that's going to wrap it up. This bracket is, of course, sponsored by College Sports Digest. Great account. Great account. One of the best. We're very close with the owner. So, I mean, we, we were glad to, to speak, be able to work this out. Follow. Get them to I, the th- 6K. I think I think we're going to sneak a little logo onto everyone's bracket, Tommaso, maybe somewhere in one of the corners.
2: Yeah. You know, just we, we can make that happen. We can make that happen.
3: we got to figure it out. We're going to try and make it happen. I'm going to speak to them.
2: Yes. But let us well, not forget that, a first round, that the Knicks first-round draft pick reposted one of
1: um, NCAA both, daily. Both first-round time.
6: Both. both, both wow. Both time. Big. And
1: followed by Kenyon Drake. Not, not, anymore.
6: Anymore. Yeah. not anymore.
1: Not anymore? Not anymore. Not anymore.
6: Not anymore. But, God damn it.
1: Yeah.
6: <laughs> not, <laughs> n- not, not a fan anymore? Uh, I, I think he uh, realized that he was following a random account. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> but we're not
6: going to talk about that.
2: We
3: should have just it's loved it all. That's why he was a bust to Sham
2: Fantasy. You know, we,
3: don't, we, don't, we don't need him. I don't
2: want yo, no, yo, listen. Listen, the weekend he popped off, that Sunday night football game, he followed oh, us he like tall. two days before. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wanted so to get him on I the say, pod. I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't <laughs> I been so active close, on the yeah. account in like two years. But, <laughs> but we'll it's still,
3: still our account. account. Mm-hmm. He's dead to me. The fact that he unfollowed them, no, no, no. No more. No more Kenyon Drake.
1: I, I, I sw- swung a little text to former Yankee minor leaguer Ben Ruda. He's only got like two thousand followers. I was hoping to get him on the pod, but uh, so far not happening, But you know, can't blame me for trying. You. I actually I, I sent three texts. I sent it to Ben Ruda, Socrates Brito, and the guy we're gonna end this podcast on, Chris Streivler. Chris Streivler's a yeah, legend. I, Mr. Harris he, he's last he's week not- brought up my arm. Now our guy Chris Strever as just like, hey, the Cardinals. The Cardinals got him. And it was just like a oh, funny guy, shirtless with the nice little fur coat kind of thing, cowboy <laughs> oh, hat, whatever. Like just, just rocking the look. Uh, just watch the videos, or whatever. Mimicking the the Kawhi Leonard laugh is amazing. But then, Kyler Murray got hurt. And Chris Striever came in through his first touchdown of his NFL career. So my message to Chris Striever, you're probably not watching, but if you do at any time, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. Come on. Anytime you want. Anytime you
6: want.
3: Mr. Harris, will shoot you the Zoom link. No problem.
1: We'll all buy. You're always welcome here. We'll all buy Chris Striever jerseys, whatever I mean. have you. Listen, donate some money to whatever you want. Get you a couple cans of (laughs) beer. Whatever Uh you need, we'll do it.
2: (laughs) Wait, hold on, guys. Uh, just one thing. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you want to talk about this right now, but All-Pros just came out. Giants didn't make any All-Pros, I saw. So. Okay. Irrelevant. All-Pros okay, all are a scam.
6: Yeah, it was Rodgers. It was Rodgers,
2: Henry, it. Adams, Diggs, Hill, Kelsey, Bakhtiari, Nelson, Lindsey, Shreve, and Conklin Wow. for offense. And then defense, what, it was TJ practice. Watt. TJ Watt, oh. Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, DeForest Buckner, Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner, Darius Leonard, J- Jalen Ramsey, Xavier, Zaveri- Xavier, Howard, Tyron Matthew, Buddha Baker, and Minka.
1: Don't please uh, don't read please don't read the second names. So, <laughs> no, but you know what? It's far- know, right, Bye. I'm done. I'm oh done. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. No, but it's it's true. Like I can't argue with Leonard Williams or Blake Martinez not being in there because, like, I look at the linebackers and the edge rushers and interior linemen, and they're all good, good names. Yeah. Even Tre'Darius White, who beat out uh, Bradbury for the spot on the second All Team, Mm -hmm. it's it's tough. I don't know if you could say the Giants really had anyone that was the best in the league. Not really, not the same. I mean, they had a great collective defense and a lot of great key players. I'm not, I'm not as upset about it as I am about like the guys getting snubbed for Pro Bowls and Evan Ingram somehow getting in. I'm more <laughs> upset that Leonard Williams isn't a Pro Bowler. Ten and a half sacks, or maybe even eleven and a half. To get uh, to I, I, and I,
3: half. Didn't he just have this huge game? He had three sacks? Like yeah. We
1: have to check listen. Listen. It is, it is what it is. But, uh, mm-hmm. it's 5.30, it's a Friday, so I'm gonna let you guys get on with the day. Thank you guys for doing this. I can't wait to come out uh, next week and see what happens with our playoffs we'll definitely have a lot to talk about that but um, on behalf of everyone today including peter camiso and steven Deservey, who was here for like five minutes in the car (laughs) before i picked up his girlfriend let's call it a night thank you guys
0: yeah look i'll let philadelphia speak for themselves on that in terms of how they approach the game uh look real simply i was in my office last night Uh, i watched our film from the game yesterday and then i was actually watching our uh, first tampa game with the uh, philly washington game on in the background right there. So look, there's been a lot made of that game, you know, internal or, you know, from the outside. Let me just be very clear on this. We had 16 opportunities this year, that's it. It's our responsibility to take care of our opportunities and to perform better and execute the situations when they're on our plate. We don't ever wanna leave our fate in the hands of anybody else. So we're not gonna make excuses in organization, not now, not ever. We had our opportunities. We need to learn from the lessons we have from this year and carry them forward. That's the experience you truly gain. Um, but that's really the most important thing right there. I mean, our opportunities. Obviously players have asked me throughout the day and, and I just can't express that. I think one thing to keep in mind with this season is we had a lot of people opt in to this season. Okay, we had a lot of people opt in. All right, coaches, players, that includes family members as well. All right, so to look at a group of grown men who I asked to give me effort on a day in day out basis and to empty the tank. And then I can look them in the eye and assure them that I'm always gonna do everything I can to put them at a competitive advantage and play them in a position of strength. To me, you don't ever wanna disrespect those players and their effort and disrespect the game. The sacrifices that they made to come into work every day and test before coming in, to sit in meetings spaced out, to wear masks, to have shields over those masks, to go through extensive protocols, to travel in unconventional ways, to get text messages at 6.30 in the morning telling them practice is going to be canceled, we have to do a virtual day, okay, to tell them please don't have your family over for Thanksgiving, please avoid Christmas gatherings, we know it's your wife's birthday, let's make sure we put that one off to the offseason. There's a number of sacrifices that have been made by all the players and coaches in this league, there's a number of sacrifices that come along as well with the family members, the people connected to them. To disrespect the effort that everyone put forward to make this season a success for the National Football League, to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win, we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants.